If we can have our team come up here maybe and join me for a few minutes. Um, I guess the kids will stay down. Well, 15 months ago, uh, Chelsea and I, we started to feel a burning in our hearts. Um, we began to feel God's call uh, toward leading a short-term uh, mission team uh, on a trip. And uh, last fall, many of you probably, probably remember us being up here uh, trying to uh, recruit some of you, trying to uh, get some people to join us. We made an announcement that we were going to go on a short-term mission trip, and we wanted to invite uh, some people to join us. Um, in January, of this, this, just this year, uh, we had three young people join our family in forming a team uh, to go on this mission trip to the country of Estonia. Uh, in January, you'll notice in this picture, this is one of our training sessions. You'll notice there's somebody missing in this picture. Um, he was there, but just not visible. And so we got a late addition to our team in March. Um, but uh, I'll move that picture. It's kind of, sorry. Uh, we had a late addition to our team in March with Ezra. Um, but for about four months, uh, we as a team, we were training on a, on a pretty regular basis. We went and did two special training weekends. Um, through all of this training, uh, and fundraising we were doing for these three or four months where many of you were involved, many of you were giving uh, not only your time and effort and energy but also of your, your money and finances to help us to, to go on this mission trip we were going to, to go on. We came up with a, a mission statement as a team, uh, which you see before you. I just want you to keep this in mind as we're sharing with you this morning our experience and what we were able to accomplish in Estonia. Uh, our mission, mission statement read that it is our mission to grow closer to God and be a light for him in our actions and our words through sharing Jesus and ourselves with the people of Estonia. Sorry, there's going to be a lot of that for me. Um, this is the mission that we set out uh, to conquer, to, to achieve uh, with our trip. And uh, in a few minutes after I'm done here, we're going to watch, or sh- we're all going to watch a DVD. Um, we couldn't fit all of our pictures into this morning, uh, but we're going to hopefully tell you the story. And uh, the, what's the saying is uh, a picture is worth a, a thousand words. Uh, I think all the pictures can can best describe to you um, the relationships that were built, uh, the impact that was made in Estonia. So I'll let that do most of the talking, but I do want to briefly just go through for you just some of the details, some of the information of what we were doing there and for four weeks in Estonia in July. So we left June 30th. Uh, just, just, just an idea where Estonia is in the world. Um, surrounded by uh, Finland, Sweden, Russia. Russia, it's one of the Baltic states in Eastern Europe. Um, and here's a map of the, of the country. So we arrived, we flew out June 30th. We had a day, 24-hour layover in London. Um, we arrived on a Saturday night, or sorry, Friday night, it was July 2nd, in Tallinn. You'll see there at the top, it's the capital city of Estonia, uh, the largest city. We spent a day in Tallinn, and then on Sunday the 3rd, we headed to camp, which is at the Klogarana. You'll see up there, it's in a little bay, it's beautiful camp, nestled right, right against the sea, beside a beautiful beach, a great facilities. Um, but besides all of that, 
uh, we were greeted that day by about 100 or over 180 people at this camp. And so here our team of five people, a day into our time in Estonia, are just swarmed by hundreds of people. Um, and j- just for right now, I'll share at the very beginning of camp, I think it was the first day, maybe it was the second day, I'm pretty sure I had all three of you at different times of these young people coming to me and saying, or to Chelsea, just in some sort of like anxiety or I don't know what, what to do or my cabin won't talk to me as they're all Estonians and, and Russians and uh, they, most of them speak English but none of them were showing it at the very beginning. But they were all very worried. Um, contrast that to the end of our time at camp there. Uh, and these, all of us as a team, um, there were tears shed as we were hugging and saying goodbye to to some of our new lifelong friends that were made throughout that week. Uh, Basically, a description of our work that we did there at camp. Um, The three younger people here are acted as cabin counselors, so they each had a cabin of people they were responsible for, slept with, the devotionals with, uh, and basically connected with throughout the week. Uh, You'll remember from our mission statement, it was our our goal to share Jesus with people by sharing our lives with them, and so be a light uh, and let Jesus shine through us. And so our biggest goal there was simply to engage in relationship, to share ourselves with people, and that was done in a huge way at camp uh, through the, being cabin counselors, through teaching lessons. The theme of the week was God is love, and uh, we got to teach some lessons, do plan some activities, and simply just be involved uh, in their lives. Um, next, after camp, uh, we spent the first of four weeks there, um, and... We went straight to Tartu after camp. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Tallinn on a bus, public transit. We arrived in Tartu on Saturday, and within a couple hours had our first information meeting. Now, we were in Tartu for the last three weeks. This is the biggest biggest portion of our trip. This is the biggest uh, thing that we were going to be doing there. We are going to spend three or four weeks in Tartu uh, doing a program called Let's Start Talking. Many of you have heard of, of this now. Um, but in case you haven't, this program, basically we sit one-on-one and we have conversations with people. They're coming to help pr- practice their English, which we are able to give them. Um, just practice their abilities using English. We, by doing this, we use a lesson book. It's stories from the book of Luke in the Bible. And it helps lead towards important conversations so that we're able to engage in conversation about important life issues. And it really opens a, a huge door for faith conversations. So we can share our faith. We can open up. We can share um, all about our commitment to Christ. And, and it, it opens the door for them, too, to, to talk about their lives. And so that's the program we were there to... Um, to be a part of and to, to use in, in Tartu. And so we had a first information meeting, just an idea. Um, I got these in the wrong order, I think, so I'll go here first. Of, of these reading sessions, uh, after our information meetings on Sunday and Saturday and Sunday, on Monday we got, we got to reading, and our biggest portion of our three weeks there was Monday to, to Thursday, four days of reading. We were reading an average of about seven to eight hours a day each. Um, with kind of lunch and supper and babysitting the children in between, all of that. Uh, and so this, that was our schedule most of the time. Just an idea, we, we had 54 people that signed up in the very beginning at our information meeting, uh, two information meetings to read with us. Um, so we started with 54 people that we were in, in contact with. Each of us had somewhere between 8 and 12 readers each. Um, so we read the story of Jesus with these people for an average of 26 hours per day throughout the three weeks. 
as a whole team. Uh, we had around 25 readers. Out of these 54, by the end, we had about 25 of these 54. Some people quit coming. Some people just don't really connect, or they can't come very often within that three weeks, so we don't connect with them. But there's about 25 of the readers who we connected with in a, in a really strong way, became very close to and, and great friends with. Uh, around 10 to 15 of those 25 readers um, they responded very well to all the conversation. They were open to, to having conversation. Uh, we saw a growth in them just through comments made throughout our conversations and our reading of the gospel story. Uh, they wanted to discuss this. So out of the 54, there was about 10 or 15 that, that really engaged in, in this. Uh, oops, sorry. Oh. Can we go back there? Before the, there you go. The video is about to start. Um, out of these 10 to 15... There were uh, three, um, oh sorry, we had five or six out of the 10, 10 to 15 um, who were, uh, we've, we've made like a, a very strong connection with and they also made a connection uh, with the church members there. Um, and then three of those actually expressed interest in uh, connecting to the church and attending services. And so um, you might say, oh, out of 54, there's only three, but... Um, just going back to this picture, we were there to work with this church of Christ in Tartu. Uh, some of these people have moved. A couple of these people we actually never even saw there. Uh, there's about 12 members of this church. This picture was taken, uh, I think, last Christmas. Um, there's 12 members in this church. Um, maybe seven of eight, seven or eight of which are are committed and they attend regularly. Uh, this is a very small church, um, and so. To leave and have have three people, have five or six people that have connected and, and began building relationships, friendships with the church is a huge, huge thing uh, for this church family. To have three people um, connected and wanting to be a part of their church and attend services is a huge, huge encouragement uh, and life. Like it's a big, big thing for this church. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to fit uh, four weeks into about five minutes. <laughs> so my mind's getting scrambly. Um, so the biggest biggest thing we were doing was the reading. This is the biggest part of our trip. Uh, I think you'll see that from the video. Um, but another portion of our trip or part of our trip aspect to it were parties. We read Monday to Thursday. Thursday night after a reading, every Thursday night we had a, we had a party. And the purpose of these parties was not only to connect with our readers in a group setting, just a little less formal than sitting, reading, studying, um, but to connect the church members to the readers. We don't want to just build relationships with the tr- these people because we're leaving after four weeks. We want to take these people and connect them now that we've built relationships, friendships with them, pass that friendship relationship on to the church members so that after we're gone, the seeds that we've planted uh, can continue to be nurtured, continue to be watered uh, as we're leaving. And so we had these parties uh, to try and connect the church members to all of our readers at the end of, of every week. Um, a unique opportunity that we had as a team that not every LST team has uh, is that the missionary who had been working in Estonia for 19 years, uh, specifically in Tartu for three years before we, we came, uh, they left the country of Estonia. They, had, they were kind of retiring from their work. They had older parents who were uh, physically ill, and they had to go home and take care of them uh, in California. And so this small church of 12 people, uh, the, the one in this church, I think the one who's been baptized or been a Christian long, longest is maybe six years. Um, there's only one, I think, and then the rest are within the last three or four years uh, who have become Christians. 
um, and some some haven't. But these are this is a very not only young in age but very young in faith congregation, and they were losing. They have now uh, lost their only uh, strong leader uh, in the faith uh, person to to help lead their church. And so we we went there literally a week after uh, this couple had. Uh, ended their work in Tartu. So we had the unique opportunity of acting as missionaries for, for three weeks in Tartu with this church. It was incredible. Uh, it was great. We got to, to do things like um, preaching, uh, singing. Uh, we, were, we had very busy evenings uh, and very busy weekends um, because they wanted, they needed to spend time and we wanted to spend as much time with them encouraging, building them up. Um, these guys, I think, had a hard time going to bed some nights because they're, they were constantly um, with with people. It was an incredible three weeks, uh, very, very full of incredible, great things. And so, other aspect of our church was, or our trip was just encouraging the congregation there. Um, just a little, just to to, to kind of end. Um, that was our final three weeks. We ended with a, a big final party, and we. We said goodbye to everyone, and we, we came home on July 30th. Uh, we flew home. Uh, the, even as we speak right now, about three or four days, actually about a month before we went, uh, two young ladies from America, they decided they were actually looking for an, a mission opportunity in the world to go live somewhere for a year and just help with the mission work. Found out about what was the situation in Tartu. They decided we're, we're going to go live in Tartu for a year and just help encourage and build up this church. And so three or four days before we left, these two young ladies came, uh, and they're living now in Tartu for the year to help just kind of do whatever they can to to build up and encourage the, this small congregation. And so there's, with every LST trip, there's follow-up work. Um, Typically, it's with a missionary. With us, it's with these two young American girls. They've already had, had a party and invited all of our readers back. And they had, I can't remember how many people, I think it was about tw- 15. Okay, about 15 of our readers end up coming back to this party, which is great. Uh, and so they had a church party with 15 of the people that we were reading with that came to this party to have just spend time with the church. Um, so already there's, there's continuing work happening where they're continuing to keep them connected. Um, you guys can go sit down now if you want. So we want to show you a video. Um, I'm going to show you a short video here, and uh, we're actually going to come up individually afterwards, and we're going to share with you um, as briefly as possible the story of one of our readers. We each had many, but I made made us all pick one to share with you, so. Forget the lights. I'm going to kill Peter for making me go first. our whole summer right there and to you guys it might kind of look like you know a bunch of faces but we know those people okay is there going to be pictures 
Okay. Okay, so you can see up there my reader, Linda. She uh, is a 60-year-old woman who lives in a small village um, outside of Tartu. And she rode her bike every day. Um, took her an hour and a half to get in and an hour and a half to get home. Uh, to read with me for 45 minutes, she came every day. Um, and she was so determined to practice her English. It wasn't very strong, but we were able to communicate. And uh, yeah, she'd bike in every day, so three hours to come in and back for the session. And then when the days we had parties, she'd um, do it again. Uh, and every day we would read, and whenever I'd ask her what she thinks about this sort of thing that we're talking about, every day she'd say, in a strong accent like this, I don't believe this. This is fairy tale. <laughs> and I'd say, okay. <laughs> She'd come back every day and read. And on the very last day, I asked her again, you know, and I knew I was leaving, so I was kind of pushing her to talk about it a little bit more and tell me why and tell me what she really thinks of these things. And, and she said, maybe sometimes. I believe in God. So it just shows what uh, LST does, what planting seeds in someone's hearts, just non-confrontational conversations can help someone to feel a little more open to something that maybe they thought they didn't believe in before. And then my next reader, Peter said one, but I'm doing two. <laughs> my next reader is uh, Ragna. She's a 16-year-old girl. And um, she came to Camp Belchioka, which is the camp that we went to, and she came to it a year before we came. That was her first experience with anything to do with God. And she had this opportunity to come to camp, and then she found out it was a Christian camp, and she told me, she was like, oh, Mom, she didn't want to come to this camp. She thought Christians were lame. Those are her exact words. And uh, she came to the camp and she told me that that was the best week of her life and that she was surrounded by such happy, loving people and she'd never seen that before. Um, so she kind of been hanging around, coming to church every so often after that and she came back to camp again this year. I met her there and then she came to read with me and she came every day at 2 o'clock and we always read outside because it was really hot. <laughs> and... Um, we just really connected. We have a similar background with divorced parents and all the fun stuff that happens after that. And uh, I knew she, I knew she believed. She told me that she believed. So I started asking her, you know, what do you think about baptism, and is that something you want to do? And at first she said, No, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. And um, we just kept reading and talking about things and. She told me directly as a result of us coming and her experience with us and Peter's lessons in church um, that now she wants to be baptized. And so um, that's really exciting. And she's just such a special girl and really special to my heart. And so I just ask that you pray for our readers and then I'll pass it off to the next person. First, I just want to thank everyone who supported us in this trip. Uh, you guys really did help a lot 
to make this possible for us. Um, this trip has really had a huge impact on my life, and it has uh, it's really helped me to build my relationship with God stronger. And my faith is a lot stronger as a result of this trip. And uh, one thing God has taught me is that I really need to trust him with everything in my life. Um, I had a total of 13 readers. Uh, some of them did stop coming, but there were two of the readers I had who I feel I made a really big impact on them. Um, the first one here is Alex. And uh, I, was I was able to make a really close connection with him. He was a lot closer to my age than all my other readers. He was 24 years old. And he came almost every day to read with me. Um, he wasn't so sure about the things we were listening or we were talking about at first, but as we began to talk about it more, he started to express a desire to um, start attending the church services. He was unfortunately not able to do that while we were there, but I did introduce him to some of the church members, and I believe he's in the follow-up program, so he is now involved with the church in some way, so hopefully that will grow and he will continue to stay involved with the church there. Um, the second reader I had, his name was Slava, and uh, the first time I met him was at the information meeting. Excuse me. Um, I was really nervous about our reading because when I first met him, he wouldn't speak English to me. And so I thought he didn't know how to speak English at all, and so I was really worried that it would just be a 45 minutes of awkward silence. But he was, it turns out he was just too shy to speak English the first time, and he was able to communicate with me really well. And I made a really close connection with this guy as well, and um, he, he told me that when he was 20 years old, he was baptized. But a few years after that, he stopped living his faith, and... Uh, and he, he didn't really explain why he stopped, but it's just something that happened. And he, uh, after, or closer to the end of our trip, and he, he read with me almost every day as well, and closer to the end of our trip, he uh, told me that he would like to continue reading the Bible in English. And so I told him about the follow-up program and that he would be able to do that if he was interested with the two young missionaries that are there now. And so... I've heard that he's also in the follow-up program, so he will also be involved in the church, which is really exciting to me. Thank you. Hello. Um, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Stephanie. Um, I learned about this trip through Dana, and at first I was like, there's no way I'm going. I, In my brain, Estonia was this, for some reason I thought it'd still be winter. And everyone would be wearing woolen hats and, and fur hats. And I was like, that's not for me. But eventually I decided, okay, I'll go. And still arriving in Estonia, I knew very little of what to expect of the culture, the people, and what God was intending uh, to do through me while I was there. And needless to say, I was so surprised and happy to realize that Estonia was a place and a people that exceeded every expectation I could have ever had for it. And it will now forever hold a place in my heart. One person in particular uh, that made my experience in Estonia what it was, was Annika. 
On the day of our first information meeting, I was extremely nervous. I had no idea what to expect or what to anticipate of what I would be doing with these ladies that were about to walk into my life. But God took away every one of my fears when he sent me Annika. She was the very first reader to walk into the room, and I immediately knew everything was going to be okay, and then this is where I was intended to be. Um, Annika was 20 years old. She worked in the hotel down the street from the Bible Study Center, and uh, she danced ballet just like myself. And we clicked right away. We had so many things to talk about. However, God was one thing, or having a relationship with God was one thing that she had never really thought much about. But she never said that she didn't believe there was a God. So usually in our discussions about God, I would just be talking away and she would keep quite quiet. And one day I was talking about God's forgiveness and she just looked at me and said, Oh, well maybe I need to get myself a Bible. Well, I jumped up and I said, I'll go get you one. And I ran and I found her a New Testament and I gave it to her. And every day after that, she'd bring it to every one of our reading sessions and she showed her mom and her sister and she was so happy to have this Bible, and I was so happy to have been able to give it to her. Um, one day, um, a few days after, our one good friend, Talis, you saw pictures of Peter baptizing him. It was his baptism. And the whole day, I had this feeling on my heart that I should invite Annika, that she would enjoy being there, um, or something that I would love for her to see. So our, our reading session that day, we had read outside by this pond, and it was the last reading session of the day, and Dana and Everett had thought I was going straight straight to go and go to the baptism, as it was a different building than the Bible Study Center. So I said goodbye to Annika, and I go try to open the door, and they've left and locked me out. And I was so mad, and I started running after Annika, because I don't really know where to go. And Annika says, I'll show you where to go, I'll, and then I'll take the bus home. So we go, and she shows me the building, and... Marilyn invites her into the, to the baptism. And it was crazy. My, all of my anger of being mad at them for locking me out goes away because it was all God's plan to bring Annika to the baptism. And after the baptism, I asked Annika, like, how was it? Like, what did you think about it? And she said, it was amazing. She says, it's so simple. It's not like in the movies. I didn't realize there were so many baptisms in the movies, but I, I, guess, I guess they're scary things. So she, she was really, I don't know, she was amazed at how simple things were. And, and during the baptism, we were singing from the songbooks, and she was singing right along with us. And I was so grateful that I could have been a part, or played a part in her being able to experience, experience God in that way. Um, my month in Estonia made such an impact on my heart and the relationship I have with God. Uh, God proved to me so many things in Estonia, most importantly the power of love and the power of God's love or, and the power of prayer. And I'm so thankful I had this experience and an experience to meet these people and to share with them God's love, but also to, share, to see the love they could also have for me. And I hope and pray that one day I can go back and see them all again and for now I guess talking to them on Skype will have to do um, thank you <laughs> hi um, 
for those of you that don't know, I'm Dana. Um, and I was obviously one of the ones that was fortunate enough to get to join Peter and Chelsea going to um, Estonia this summer. But it was um, just, I'm so thankful. I can't even comprehend how glad I am that I got to go. But um, it's so hard because there's so much to share and there's so little time to share it. But if anyone ever wants to ask any of us about anything, I'm sure we'll be eager to jump on that and <laughs> tell you for hours about everything. But um, today, I have to just share one person. But um, <laughs> the person that I would like to share with you well, is, um, this is Krista. And she was... 43-year-old woman, I think, and she lived in Tartu. She worked at a department store. And um, she had a 13-year-old daughter. She actually read with Steffi. And so um, it was kind of like, I guess, a family thing. Let's learn English. But um, she definitely... Um, I did not expect what I, expect, what I thought she was going to be like. At the first information meeting, I remember um, sitting and all the women in my group were all, you know, like chatting away to each other and asking me about the program and she just sat there like didn't say anything and just stared at us and I was like well okay like I don't know I thought I was like she's probably going to be really subdued and quiet and going to be hard to get through to or make conversation with but um, the first session she walks in and she goes I must tell you something before we begin and I'm like okay and she goes I have never read the Bible in my life. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, um, well, you don't have to, you know, we can just, I'm, you can just be here to practice English. Like, it's not a big deal. I'd never really read anyone who'd never opened a Bible before, I guess. So, but, so she, you know, she's like, okay. And she's very upfront and opinionated and honest. And so we would start reading and, um, she just grilled me with the hardest questions I've ever had to answer in my entire life. <laughs> like, things like, we'd be talking about how Mary was a virgin and how she had Jesus. But how? This is not possible. The science is not possible. It is fact. And I'm like, oh. and, but I don't know, somehow, I don't know, like, I just had all the answers somehow. Like God just put the words into my mouth that I believe what I believed, and He just I just knew what to say. And she just she enjoyed seeing me struggle a little bit, I think. But she like she loved just she soaked those answers up and took them and asked even harder questions. And she prodded further and further, and she wanted proof and reason and all this stuff. But um, it was the first time that. I had to prove to someone else what I believed, but through doing that, I proved to myself why I believe. Like, I never really thought about it, you know? Um, it just, like, I, I kept a journal while we were there, and um, after our first reading session, I'll read you what I, or after our last reading session, I'll read you what I wrote. I said, um, well, that was fast. The whole month went by in what felt like a week. I have no idea where the time went. Every single day was so rich with experience and relationships that they went by in the blink of an eye. Our last day was amazing. The reading session I had with Krista went deeper than we ever went before. She was extremely keen on, coming, on me coming back to Tartu. She told me every day that we read together, and um, she really wanted me to bring my family back. I hate leaving her, especially at this point, because when I first met her, she had never even touched a Bible, let alone thought about God. But after our intense reading sessions full of the hardest questions I've ever had to answer about God and faith, her outlook started to change. I could see it. 
God used my words, and he gave me my words, so that I could not only prove to Christ why I believed, but prove it to myself. The power of prayer and the way God's plan works in our lives in the smallest way has been extremely magnified for me here in Estonia this summer. Krista has gone from needing facts and proof to genuinely just listening to me tell her about God with an open heart. She's developed a care that I see in her face when I share the story of Jesus with her, and she continues to test me and push me further than I've had to go before. By the end, she said that she has a lot of thinking to do, and um, I introduced her to Damien and Stephanie, who are the two American girls who are doing the follow-up. I introduced her to them at the party, um, and... I just learned, I hate leaving her, I hated leaving her at that point, but I just, I learned that trip that God has a plan, so I should just let it be, and he'll take care of the rest, and um, she came to every party that we had, she came almost every day to read with me, and her and I both grew a lot in the those three weeks, and I've been informed that she's already, you know, she's attended the follow-up meetings, and um, hopefully she'll be connected with the church that way, and she's eager to do more sessions. Um, and yeah, I just pray that the things that God revealed to me this summer will, like, forever stay in my heart, and I'll always remember it, and I'm able to share it all with you. And um, hopefully, those impacts that we made there are ones that will last forever. So, yeah. thank you so much. I hope you guys can can see through the stories shared um, that it's actually very hard to come home <laughs> from a trip like this. Um, just crossed my my mind right now just to ask you guys to keep keep all of us in your prayers as we uh, try to to hold on and make um, the experience we had and the changes that happened inside of our hearts and especially. Um, the, the strength that was renewed in our relationship with God, that that would continue to carry on. Uh, and obviously these are just a, a couple of very many uh, stories. Uh, and so we would all really love to share anything uh, that you guys want to know. We'll talk to you for two days straight if you want us to, so which I doubt you would. Anyway, I'm just going to share quickly uh, two experiences that I had with two readers uh, that changed my life, that changed my heart, and they changed my perspective and view uh, of not only who God is, but who who I am. Um, the first one is, is very short because I only read with him once. And when this reader came, his name is Yiri. All I knew was his name started with a J, and he was a guy. That was literally all I knew. Um, long story. But uh, he was Dana's reader and then switched to me, and she didn't understand the name on the phone. But anyway, so I just know there's a guy coming. His name starts with J. He, he walks in. He ends up being 26 years old. He's a couple of years younger than me. Uh, he grew up in the Czech Republic. He's in Estonia just for a year on a volunteer uh, program. And he grew up in the Czech Republic where he, he played hockey as a child, where he hunted as a child. And so within about five minutes, we were like right into it. Uh, totally just like mile a minute. We could hardly stop talking to each other. Um, about 20 minutes later, I don't even know how this happened. Um, one of the ways in which uh, I was impacted and changed through Yiri, I read with him one time, um, didn't even know the guy, uh, no clue who he was when he walked through the door. What He, he could have been a 70-year-old, I don't know, what, whoever. <laughs> I had no idea. And within about 20 minutes, 
I found myself in the middle of my entire life story telling, sharing with him my testimony uh, of why I've given my life to Christ, why I want to live every day for, for Jesus and how he's impacted and changed who I am in a very, very detailed way uh, by his request. Because we, I don't even know how this happened, uh, but it's the only time in my life where after 20 minutes of meeting somebody, I was in the middle of my life story. And that was followed by him sharing his entire story. And apparently, he had, he had quit going to church about a year before we met. Um, he'd started going to church at the age of 19 on, on his own, apart from his parents. And for five or six year, years, he kind of looked at church and been a part of a church for a little bit. Um, about a year before we met, uh, he gave up on it. I only met with him once. So literally, our 45 minutes turned into about an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, and within that hour and a half, I don't, I don't even know where he is right now. I don't know what God's doing in his heart. Uh, I don't even know if our conversation will have changed him. I'm, sh- I'm sure that the, what I was able to share and how God's worked in my life has changed him. But that's, that was just um, an experience where I'm, I'm in the middle of sharing my story with this guy who I just saw his face for the first time 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, how am I here? Um, it was just incredible. But just to, wanted to share with you guys just the, the encouragement of um, you don't know you don't know a lot of people and you see a lot of people every day and the how I've changed is I just I'm looking at people differently because I'm like I'm wondering how well can I connect to this guy or you know how, how can my life or my story change him um, with Talis who I have a picture of I don't have a picture of Yuri because I read with him one time. But this is Tali's. Uh, you saw him in that slideshow being baptized. Um, it's the, the quickest way I can describe to you uh, not just the impact that we were able to have on him as a team, um, but uh, how he impacted me um, is something that I've decided is to not prejudge anyone in their faith and their, uh, their ability or whether or not they're going to be able to or they will make a decision to follow Jesus. Uh, right when we got to Estonia, um, we went to camp, and there was a baptism at camp of one of the young people, and I was in the sea. I knew, I knew Talis, who's this, the brother of someone that I had met last time I was in Estonia, so I knew who he was. But we were in the sea, uh, so obviously huge beach. There's a small group. I'm just kind of standing back about 100 feet just kind of watching, just in shallow water. I look over to my right, and here's Tali standing about 20 feet away from me, just by himself, too. I was like, oh, cool. Um, and I just watched from a distance this baptism, and, and it all all ended, and um, we were walking out. Tali's turned to walk out, and I turned to walk out at the same time. So I'm walking beside him, and I turned to him, and I asked him, I was like, so you done this? you done this yet? Just asked him if you've been baptized yet. And he's like, no. He's like, I've, I've thought about it before, but not... I might do it next year at camp. Um, so that's where he was at the very beginning. I was in, I ended up reading with him. He'd already read uh, the book of Luke. He knew it really well. And so we got to do the book of Acts because there's different books uh, for this program. We used the book of Acts, which meant I had no preparation <laughs> in terms of lessons because I had prepared for the book of Luke. Um, but whatever, we went to the book of Acts, and so we'd sit down every time. I'd be looking at it for the first time. Uh, the, the, but what really impacted me was I, I didn't do anything uh, in terms of our conversations 
in terms of like not clever planning, but just even preparation of even knowing where am I going to go with this. I never intentionally thought, okay, today I want to ask him this or take our conversation this direction. Uh, I'd sit down with him and we would literally just open up the book of Acts and read the story and we'd talk about it. And what kept happening, his sister kept coming. I was reading with his sister too and she'd come and all we would talk about was Talis because she would come and say, Peter, I don't know what's going on, but Talis is coming home every single day and he is incredibly excited and he's studying his Bible and he won't quit talking about it and he, he's just incredibly excited. This was shocking to me. Every single time this was this happened, it became more and more and more. He's getting more and more excited. Uh, and he, he literally, he'd come with us. He had an Estonian Bible that had been given to him by the church. He'd come and he, he would have already studied it, uh, not only in the workbook, but in his actual Bible. And so we'd read a lesson, then we'd read it in the Estonian Bible. So he'd read it in Estonian, which is just really cool to hear. And then I'd read it in English. And we just like dug right into the Bible in, in a deep way. Um, but I just kept being completely shocked, like, how is this happening? You know what was happening was God's spirit was working in his heart in a way that I'd never seen uh, so vividly and powerfully and so quickly. Like, how can his, this guy's heart be changing so quickly? And I don't even know how it was happening. It wasn't, it wasn't our amazing conversation uh, or anything. It was literally the power of God's spirit working in his heart. And Talis, uh, about two days before we left, uh, was baptized about a week before we left. He decided, I want to be baptized now. Um, and not only did he decide he wanted to be baptized, he decided, I want to live my life differently. I want to become a part of this church. He understands that that church has no leaders right now, and he wants to be involved and help in whatever way he can. Uh, he wants to passionately follow Jesus Christ. He's a, he's a passionate young guy. You, you wouldn't know it when you first meet him, <laughs> but he is incredibly passionate. Uh, just there's one, one example. And just, just to finish, uh, I'll leave his face up there because uh, I wanted to thank all of you for everything that you've done. Uh, like I said at the very beginning, you guys are so involved uh, in helping us to go in so many different ways. Um, I want you to know that because you were so involved and helped so much uh, for us to be able to go, many lives are changed. This guy's life was changed in a huge way. I said our whole team impacted him because these three young people connected with him in a different way than I was able to. Uh, they were great, great friends to him, and they uh, impacted his life in a big way. I just wanted to thank you. Uh, lastly, I want to uh, invite you to go on a trip very similarly, uh, very similar to what uh, we have just done. I want you to know uh, that... This opportunity is available again this year. Uh, Chelsea and I aren't going again with our family, um, but you guys, no one needs us to go. Uh, you guys are able to go. Um, the training, all the materials, everything, including connection to wherever in the world you want to go, really all you need to decide to do uh, throughout this fall. If this has touched your heart and you're feeling like, I want to do something like this. I feel like I could do something like this. Let me tell you, you can do something like this. And if you're telling yourself right now you can't, that's not true. Any of you can do this, and you can do an amazing job of it, and you can go and change a whole bunch of lives. Um, but I just want you to know the opportunities there. Um, all you need to do is just decide to go, and then maybe decide where in the world you want to go, because LST can send you almost anywhere in the world, any part of the world. Um, and everything we provide, you just have to decide, raise your money, 
and go. So thank you.